holy annual celebrations this is flight check season two episode 11 we're back for our one year anniversary talking flyquest in all capacities whether that's our inevitable playoff run all the way to houston whether that's nox war getting sucked up into a tornado live on air tonight whether that's my smoke alarm <laughs> going off over and over again all throughout the show, even though I literally replaced the batteries two months ago, uh, hello maintenance, it's not my alarm's fault, it's not the battery's fault, it's your alarm, please fix this. Uh, if anyone for my, uh, my <laughs> apartment maintenance is listening to this show, which is very unlikely. My name is Santos, and to my left and my extra left... As always, for one year running, my fellow hosts, Knox War and Curly Double Q. Gentlemen, we have made it a full year. How does, Knox, how does that feel to you? To like, can you look it, back like a year ago to where you were a year ago and and be like, oh, wow, you know, could you have really thought that this would have gone for a full year? <laughs> no, it, it's... It's crazy. It, it like it doesn't. It doesn't even yeah. feel like a year, right? Like I've no. gone through two two jobs <laughs> now, and I'm in my other like yeah. other job, and then here I am, and this has been like one of the most yeah. consistent things in my life. It's crazy, and also really awesome in a whole other way. I I love it. I love doing this with you guys. I'm happy we made it for a year, and I'm looking forward yeah, to another. Yeah, and all we have to do is hope that you uh, manage to survive the night. So it's it's really that easy. <laughs> right it ends tonight. Uh, where were you a year ago what was your life like uh uh my life a year ago was uh relatively similar <laughs> to what it is now stressing about uh college and trying to figure out how i'm going to make lead content except now i get to do it weekly with you guys and like <clears throat> it, i'm yeah so, like, I didn't know what this would become a year ago. I was like, I'm just hopping on this project with some guy in the Discord that I've never met who said, I want to make content. And I was like, I can do content things. I like League of Legends. I like FlyQuest. And it's crazy. Now we uh, now we got 101 followers. We've got a few subs. It's And we're going farther. And we're, like, all trying to figure out how to get to Houston because FlyQuest is going to make playoffs. Absolutely. It's insane. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I, I never, like, not that we're making money, but, like, I've we've had money given to us. Like, I never thought that would be yeah, that something was, that would happen, you know? That, that's definitely so, something that's a little, uh, like, incredible to me. And uh, sometimes I have to sit back and think, like, wow, there's, like, 10 to 15 people watching this right now. Uh, that'd be, it's like, imagine having 10 to 15 people in a room listening to everything you're saying like that's that's actually incredible so thank you everyone who has tuned in whether you are a consistent viewer or listener uh whether this is your first time watching the show whether it's been a while for you thank you so much for the support we love doing this show we love supporting this org and rest assured we will keep on doing this for as long as we possibly can so let's get into it uh reminder if you cannot catch all of this anniversary show tonight the vod will be available here and on youtube on our channel flight check podcast and the audio version will be available on all of your favorite listening platforms as well all right week seven 
Uh, let's just do the sum up. Kind of the inverse, I think, of what we all predicted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Losing, kind of, you mean losing exactly? <laughs> to Golden Guardians and beating Team Liquid. Truly counter logic. I mean, truly counter FlyQuest. Uh, I mean, that was... First of all, I mean, there's so much I could say about both games. Um, and we'll get into, first off, the Golden Guardians game first. But what I want to say is the Team Liquid game probably should have been a loss. And the Golden Guardians game probably should have been a win. At least from, you know, my perspective. Nox, I mean, just on that statement alone, how do you feel about that statement in particular? Uh... Yeah, no, uh, completely agreed. The Golden Guardians game, actually, the first, uh, I don't I don't have the time off the top of my head. Sorry, the rain is picking up. Um, but the our early game was insane. Like, it was probably one of the cleanest early so games good. that we've had in quite a while, right? Um, so, I'm sitting here watching it. Our fundamentals look good. We're having great objective priority. We have great pushing lanes. Everything's looking fantastic. We even have a couple picks here and there, and it's great. Um, and then it very, very quickly goes downhill. And that's just kind of not how it's been for the past couple games, right? Uh, like, usually our early game has kind of been struggling, and then we kind of pick it up in the uh, mid-game with great team fighting and, like, clutch uh, moments. And that's kind of how we've been kind of winning some of these games. But this one was just complete opposite. We dominated the early game and then completely <laughs> threw away our mid-game. So, um yeah, that just complete opposite day. Beating beating TL and then losing to Golden Guardians in that fashion. Yeah. I mean, another thing is, um, before we get into it too much, is I was actually very happy with Zeri for, like, the first 15 minutes of the game. And, like, normally I'm not happy with Zeri in the LCS. So it was uh, it was very nice to see that we had a good start. Um, <clears throat> and the only thing I wasn't a fan of was a lack of um, enabling Kuma, which is kind of what I expected would have happened with the Irelia pick. But... Um, still, it did look really, really good with Golden Guardians until it didn't. And then with TL, I just really respect how well we held out and made our comp work for us. And I feel like also we learned from the Golden Guardians loss, like what made us lose there. We took it to help us win on Sunday. Yep, would agree. All right, let's get into uh, that game. Hopefully my audio fixes itself. Uh I just messed around with some settings. Who knows if that uh, fixes things? That's the that's the thing with a live podcast. Weird side tangent. I I <laughs> went to a cider tasting party on uh, on Saturday night, and I met a guy who works on a very popular podcast um, that has like hundreds of thousands of listeners. Um, he does like research for it, which is super cool. Um. But he was talking all about how, you know, they'll, like, record their takes. You know, like, they'll they'll do, like, multiple takes for different segments. And I was like, dang, 
must be nice to be able to re-record things and never mess up live on air. That must be, that must be real nice. All right, well, now our tech issues seem to be fixed. So let's get into the week seven recap. Starting with Golden Guardians. Um, what I want to do a little differently tonight uh, is ask for draft highlights from you guys. So, Knox, I want to start with you. Uh, what stands out to you in this draft? Uh, for me, it was the Tom Kench ban over the Rise ban. Um, hmm. Rise has seen a lot of ban priority, as well as Tom Kench. Uh, I think, not just FlyQuest, by the way, a majority of the LCS teams are highly over-prioritizing Tom Kench. I think it's a good pick, don't get me wrong, but I think it is very counterable. I wish teams would put more priority onto something like a Blitzcrank. Mm-hmm. Um because that is very, very bad for Tom Kench if you run into a Blitzcrank. Um, stuff like that, right? Because um, this game highlighted why Rise is getting banned. So I, I completely stand by Rise bans coming through. I don't get the Tom Kench ban in this uh, particular instance. And then, little side tangent, is Golden Guardians banning Victor against us, which I find hilarious because we don't play Victor. So... <laughs> Just wanted to point that out real quick. <laughs> Unless it's our secret scrims, you know, master pick or something like that. Uh, Curly, how about you? What what stands out to you in this draft? And if it's the Tom Kench ban, awesome. But uh, I think you mentioned Zeri uh, actually looked good for you for once. Yeah, for me, the two things I actually focus on was, uh, were the bot lane itself. Mm. Um, because Zeri, you know... <clears throat> Obviously, especially after last week, not a fan of seeing FlyQuest pick that. We just don't seem to find much success with it. Mm-hmm. And so I was pleasantly surprised when Johnson was the one that had the two kills in the game. Um, and so, like, that was a good surprise. But it's just one of those champs that when we lock it in, I'm kind of like, oof, moment. Um, <laughs> and then the Alistar, I... Given, because I, if I remember correctly, the Alistar is the last pick. And yes. given the fact that you already yeah. see the whole team come from Golden Guardians and how they have a lot of, like, they have some good engage and CC chains and a lot of ways to start fights and a couple of people who can soak up a lot of damage, Alistar is a good answer for the soaking up part if you're able to get the right items for it and get that health. But it's a lot more limiting for its engage opportunity because you kind of have to already be in there to start the fights. And so I would have liked to have seen something more of maybe a Leona or um, just any other champion that could have like either been more tanky or more of an engage, because I think that's something that really screwed us over in the mid-game, is once it came to true team fights, we just didn't have a good comp for it, because mm. I really wasn't fed, and Alistar wasn't a chunky monkey, or I guess <laughs> <clears throat> So, that that's like one thing I think was a bit of a whiff on our part. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have yeah, your thoughts on me... it, Sandy, or...? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I was going to say um, uh, the Kaisa ban was particularly interesting to me. Um, I was, again, not a fan of the Zeri pick. I think the Zeri ended up looking better in this game than it had in previous games, but I, I, I agree that the Alistair just wasn't it for me uh, in terms of supports. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what else could have gone here uh maybe the leona uh was an option um well and then another big thing i don't mean to interject no, go ahead, was the first pick yeah 
when Jinx was wide open. <laughs> yeah, and and I I, I agree. I, I feel like the Jinx would have been the better. The I yeah I would I just would have rather taken the Jinx. Um, there's another thing. This like relates to the Liquid game as well, but Liquid banned uh, Ash against us. I'm like, so maybe Ash was something that we're like playing somehow. So uh, I just yeah I just don't like the Zeri. This is now this was the third loss in a row I believe for us running the Zeri. Um, I I don't think it was the Zeri the picking Zeri's fault uh for losing this game but mm -hmm. i'm just not i'm just still not convinced by it uh, um, as for the, the the ash thing it's a it's a not a hard counter it's a very soft counter to zary due to the slow of, of uh all of ash's attacks yeah. yeah all right well let's get into just talking about the game itself um so a couple big highlights Tuke gets first blooded at 6.30. We trade for a kill onto Ole for Johnson uh, in the bot lane. We also get Rift Herald and a kill at 8.30. So, like, by minute 10, this game felt like... This early game looked really, really good. Uh, mm -hmm. And I believe at one point uh, we had a 2K gold lead around the 15-minute mm -hmm. mark. Um, which is huge at that point in time it is very huge at that point in time i do believe they picked up first and second drag um so we did not get onto uh drake's uh, very well this game and there's one moment in particular that i want to point out at around the 13 minute mark takui almost got a solo kill on a blaze olive uh and then ABO has a great stopwatch that basically, if he hadn't hit it, you know, I mean, it's the easiest button for a pro player in the world to hit, but if he doesn't hit it, the Syndra ulti just kills him, uh, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, more money in Takui's pocket, and I feel like that really helps accelerate us a little bit more, um, so very unfortunate. Um, and then one other thing I want to point out before tossing it to you guys is Kumo does great uh, in this lane. Now, he does get um, the, the, the Aurelia into the Gnar, so you should yeah. expect him to do well. But I think at one point I looked, and he's 30 CS up, uh, you know, just way ahead in terms of gold. Um, I just heard my smoke alarm go yep. off. Uh, <laughs> I apologize to everyone listening. Um, and then I also noted Johnson at minute 14 uh, the most gold in the entire game. Uh, I think he was up over lost by like 700 gold was uh, the next nearest person. So my question is, it's like, how do we go from this great setup, early game lead, Zeri's got two kills, we're funneling gold into the Zeri, we might finally get a winnable Zeri game, and then it just uh, goes nowhere. Uh, I mean, I don't know if one of you has, has the answer, but bring it. One bad team fight. What, I you mean, said one, Curly, or one. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing that one, that one bad team fight, set the tone for the everything for the rest of the match. Mm. Because by losing that team fight, that cut like that that just halted us. Yeah. And because another thing is, even though we had like a kind of like gold funneled Zeri, it still didn't look like what much was happening with it. It just looked like we were, it didn't look as much as we were winning as we weren't losing and had it some more gold. Because 
Like, it's not like... Because Kumo was winning lane, but he wasn't carrying lane. He wasn't, like, la uh, lane king to mean licorice. And Jose Diota was moving the map, like, moving around the map well, but he wasn't making it so that Pride Soccer was, like, useless or just getting gapped. Like, it didn't seem like we were really gapping anywhere. It just seemed like, all right, the ADC has two kills, the jungle has one, and we have a, tur a couple turrets. And it, that's, like, literally all it felt like. And then the second we lost this team fight, that took all of our momentum, capped it, and then Golden Guardians was able to use that and actually make more from it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking of momentum, there were two, I mean, back-to-back -back moments. So at around 1445, Takui gets caught on a Realm Warp mid, and Pride Soccer's there to help punish for the kill. And that turns into a second Rift Herald for Golden Guardians. Or at least their first, but the second Rift Herald. And then Kumo gets killed like 45 seconds later, and that leads to them getting second drag. And I feel like, yeah, at that point, our good early game progress really came to a screeching halt and things became a little bit more tense because you've got the 2k gold lead but you're also down two dragons and they just picked up a second rift herald so you know they're gonna you know use that to take down a turret so it feels really unfortunate that those picks happened i mean nox do you, i mean how do you feel about those do you feel like it's just bad awareness i mean i i know on the desk on sunday a blaze olive actually says like he said that he felt that we were playing worse from home than we were on stage um, oh yeah which Def totally definitely. totally makes sense to me and i don't want to just turn this into a like wow we had to play from home two weeks in a row you know can we get mulligans on these games but like i wonder how much of some of these you know just bad positionings on our part were due to just you know not being in a comfortable place i mean i, I kind of talked about it last week right i mean it's not the factor or the reason why but it is part of the reason right mm -hmm. um in regards to the specific instances of the picks uh kumos is not justifiable when he gets picked in the bot lane like you know the rest of golden guardians is still there he kind of agreed to trying to shove the lane out I don't have a defense for him on that one. Um, the Tuke pick in mid lane where ABO uh, ults in, that one's a lot harder to predict because there's no vision of Pride Soccer at all. You haven't seen where he is. It's very hard to predict that he's there. Um, and then the Realm Warp in, like, it's just like, okay, you see that. And at that point, you don't know where Pride Stalker is. And this is the part where I kind of fault Tuke a little bit. It's like, you just got to flash at that point. You have to flash it. And... He ends up trying to outplay it. He just tries to put down the orb, and he tries to eat it away and get the stun, and he's like, okay, I can just walk out. He, he technically ba basically greeds it, and it's what ends up getting him killed, and that's what hands over the Rift Herald. And It was just, like, respect to Tuke for having the confidence to thinking you can outplay it, but you didn't because then ABO just flashed your E, and it was done. Whereas if you had just flashed, tanked the summoner spell, like, you're out, and the momentum's still in your favor. Does it suck that you lost the summoner spell? absolutely but at the end of the day you're still alive and you maintain your momentum as a team so in regards to those two picks that's kind of my general thoughts on it yeah another thing oh, go ahead i want i want to commend also just golden guardians overall this weekend 
Licorice and Pride Stalker in particular, like Licorice, even though he was losing against Kumo, he always, like aside from the one time bot lane where we finally chase him down, he did a good job of not giving us much, even though he should have been losing that lane very hard. Um, and then on Sunday, he actually looked really good on Fiora. So good job, Licorice. And then also Pride Soccer, he just seems like a very competent and collected jungler for Golden Guardian. So I want to commend them because I think they're a significant part um, of their success, like what helped them hold out and be able to come back against us. And of course, obviously the rise. Pride yeah, I mean, Soccer I... had a crazy weekend. That gank avoidance against Dignitas was actually like mm -hmm. gigabrain. It was like insane. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have. I really have Golden Guardians uh, sneaking into playoffs. Um, right now, I, I think it would be us, EG, and Golden Guardians, um, just because Dig has literally the A tough, gauntlet, tough week. The gauntlet in Week 8, and then mm -hmm. EG has it, like, slightly easier. Um, and Golden Guardians also doesn't have it too bad. Um Although there is a Golden Guardians Evil Geniuses matchup uh, on Saturday, that'll be super interesting. So that's an inherent tiebreaker. Yeah, definitely for fifth, sixth, probably. Um, getting back to our Golden Guardians match, so the way this game finished so fast was oh, yeah. crazy to me. So at eighteen minutes, we can't finish the kill on Ole. He has a great stopwatch. Maybe it's time to you know nerf or delete stopwatch guys um <laughs> can't finish the kill on him he buys stopwatch so much time gaming. stopwatch gaming i'm just gonna create a clash team called stopwatch gaming um he buys so much time we lose three for none there uh and when all is said and done that ends up being like a three thousand gold swing so going from 2k for us to 1k for them uh Afro has an engage at 21 that fails absolutely miserably, and he just dies for it, and we do nothing. They take third drag. Kumo gets picked at 22. Afro and Takui get picked for free at 24.30. That's Baron. Literally two minutes later, they're realm warping into our base, and it's over. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I was just like, so that's how you close games out fast. Oh, mm -hmm. that's good to know. Um and, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't understand how this game just, like, ended so quickly. Nox, I don't know if you have any insight into that, but it was just like, wow, this game, it felt like we were in control, and then all of a sudden, the defeat screen flashed on our, you know, Um, monitors. Rise, Rise came online. Like, yeah. he wasn't touchable anymore at that point. Um, and on top of the fact that Zin Zhao's just a pain in the butt to kill with the ultimate... It was oh yeah! Just went, once we lost the team fight, that last final team fight, it was just mm -hmm. okay. Run it down mid. You can't stop us. Just slam it shut. The end. Goodbye. Um, it, it it's kind of it was more more than anything just what Golden Guardians comp was like. If you got that gold lead, which they ended up finally getting, and they you get that one good team fight, it's just a run it down mid. Shut it off. Done. GG. Yeah. Yeah, Corella. I don't know if you have any other insight you want to throw in there. I mean, no insight. It's just watching this game kind of felt like, I don't know how much you know about Smash Bros. 
Um, but I, for every once in a while, think I can play King DDD and his down B. He holds up a big hammer, and if you hold it fully charged for too long, it starts damaging you a bit. And so that's what Golden Guardians was doing. And then they wait for that one moment where we fucked up, and they smashed us off the stage. That's what this yep. game was. Yeah. A King DDD down B. <laughs> this game was the, okay, yeah, the King DDD down Bs of League of Legends games. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, I mean, are, are we pretty much done with the Golden Guardians topic? Because I just was going to summarize my final thoughts on this. Yeah, no, please. Yeah, summarize that because I, I really want to hit the TL game in depth. So f final thoughts on this is our actual game plan, fantastic. Our actual macro movements in the early game, amazing. Uh, our in-the-moment decision-making and execution was awful um especially from <laughs> especially from afro and johnson this game uh our bot lane just specifically the first fight like johnson walks right over abo's uh ultimate and just gets immediately nuked um on top of the fact that we're fighting at a choke point so abo hits like a three-man everfrost basically and we just get cleaned up from there on top of the fact that it was during like absolutely no objectives same thing for the fight afterwards. Afro engages on Ole, and no one can get the burst off, and Ole lives, and we get picked off that way. And then same for the final fight. It's just like we kept kind of like Afro went for multiple engages on a singular support who's very tanky, and we're playing a Syndra who just was not able to get her ult off for whatever, whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I'll say is I think this was a game that – because I don't think Syndra's the play right now, to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. I think it's like an okay pick. But this game, Oriana would have been nuts. I really, truly believe Oriana would have been absolutely insane here. To pair it with the Alistar, get the old ball combo going on top yeah. of the support utility going with it. I think it would have been fantastic, personally. But um, th this came down to just terrible, terrible team fight decision-making and execution. That's all this game was. I still think we are the better team over Golden Guard. Yeah, yeah, I think... But Nox, what if we picked Ari? <laughs> uh, 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 nope. Mm. Absolutely not. Uh, no. Yeah, I, I feel like if we were to somehow meet them in playoffs, uh, I, I would feel pretty good about a best of five. Um, I think we would... If this was like a game one in, in a best of five, I think we would adapt really well and come back with a better draft and a better game plan and yeah they just wouldn't be able to do that to us you know a second time or a third uh oh right so we played two games this weekend and i have to say you know before we start really talking about the team liquid game after losing to golden guardians i was just like oh no here we go this is the end we start five and one. We go two and six in our you know last eight games before this team liquid game. And it's just like it's all ooh you you good there you look uh, all right Knox is off screen for the moment. I'll just kind of keep going. Um, Sorry that shook the building a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh boy, lovely uh yeah all right well stay safe and if you need to <laughs> remove yourself uh you know please do um but i'll just i'll just keep rolling for now um 
Yeah, so I was just very concerned coming into this because for me, I really saw TL as an automatic loss. Um, I mean, there's always like the chance, but, you know, on the desk, it was like Emily had us at an 18% chance. Jack gave us 25. Raz had us at 20%. It just not, you know, not very likely that we were going to win this. Um, and then you're staring down seven and eight, you know, being tied with a bunch of other teams at seven and eight. Uh, and then you just trip up, you know, once in Super Week and boom, suddenly, oh no, you're out of playoffs and, you know, biggest, one of the biggest collapses you've ever seen. So, all that to say, the unfaithful were rewarded um, <laughs> in this one. Um, so that's great to see. We love the unfaithful uh, on this on this show because we do get rewarded uh, every so often. Um, so let's get into the Team Liquid game, because this was just, this was a sight to behold. There were several just absolutely crazy moments. Um, I'm skipping way ahead, but if, if anyone is ever creating, like, a FlyQuest highlights comp, Takui's TP into Baron Pit to flank Hans, Bjergsen, and Bwipo in top lane at, you know, the 30-minute mark... Oh man! Oh my gosh! Uh, just absolutely brilliant stuff. Um, and then I also have to shout out uh, Ricebox, uh, who's definitely in the chat tonight, for uh, the funniest, uh, the funniest Discord message I saw the entire time was when Bwipo overstayed uh, near our bot inhib and gets pounced on by Kumo and someone else and dies. And Rice just types out instantly uh, in Discord, Brother Bwipo, and I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it when I saw this. That was so freaking hilarious. Um, all right, let's do this uh, draft highlights thing again. Uh, I'm going to start, actually. I'm going to completely bypass the obvious Tarek one. Um, they picked Zeri Ari. Guys, our time has come to counter these awful picks with good picks of our own. Uh, we finally had the chance. Um, I loved the Vigar. Uh, again, I love Takui's Vigar. So freaking good. Um, and then the other thing that stood out to me, I hope I'm not stealing too many, is just uh, uh, they banned Ash. Why? Uh, just... So, uh, I... Kind of like I said, it's a soft counter to the Zeri. That's yeah, probably it's, the main. Reason I just, why. but no one else is really playing Ash into Zeri. You don't really see it. So, uh, Arrow did, I think, if I remember did he? correctly. Granted, he, he didn't play it well, but he did. Yeah, well, I mean, it's that's Immortals for you. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Uh, they lost to TSM this weekend, so there you go. Um, Knox, uh, yeah, hit me with your draft highlight here. So I have one draft highlight, and what well, two? But the main one is that, and I'm I'm quoting my exact notes from this. Yeah. Teal picked like my ultimate sinner comp here. I hate their draft. It is just bad, 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 and they're part of the reason they lose. That is directly from my notes. So you don't um, like Trundle? You don't like uh, our friendly troll jungler? Uh, the the Trundle is not the issue that I have. Okay. It is the first pick is Zeri. Yeah. Because bear in mind, like, I don't think Zeri's a terrible pick, but I do not think it is first pickable. Um, 
I think the Lucian top lane is like, don't get me wrong. Like I get it. Like uh, there was an interview with someone or someone mentioned in passing on the broadcast that Gihoto was planning on like, Hey, we are playing through top lane this week. That is a strategy. That is a plan. That's what we're doing. That's that like, that's how we're going to play our game. And so, uh, don't, don't mind, it. don't mind me on broadcast guys. Yeah. I, I get that. Uh, <laughs> something up. You, you, you want to play through Whippo. That's fine. I just don't think Lucian blind like that is a choice. Cause we got the free counter pick in Gragas, which mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Was still fairly punished by TL and we'll get into that here in a little bit. But, uh, and then to follow that up with the Ari, who I'm not going to bother wasting my time anymore on this stupid ass. <laughs> <game>. <laughs> um, and then you B5 a Tarek, which, yeah. like, just doesn't seem to mesh with, like, TL's team comp at all. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I'm thrilled to see it picked, and there are some moments where it shined brightly in TL's team comp, but it just, I think that's more the core JJ's likening than the actual champion itself, right? Just mm-hmm. core JJ can pilot it well. Um, so, yeah, just this is just a center comp from TL. I hated this draft. <laughs> Um, and I think we did a fantastic job countering it. And my second and very, very quick point is the Vagar actually made me a little bit nervous because I wasn't sure if, because TL's comp's kind of quick, like with the Lucian dash and the Ari dash. Uh, I was kind of worried, and and the Zeri as well. Like, it's a very fast team comp. I wasn't sure if Tuke was going to have an easy time getting cages down, but as you'll see later on in the game, didn't really matter. Did not matter. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Curly, I mean, hit me with your, with your highlights. Here. My, <clears throat> my draft highlights are, I love the early Nautilus lock-in, uh, because Nautilus has been a pain in our ass uh, quite a bit the past couple weeks, in mm-hmm. my opinion, and mm-hmm. it's a very powerful support pick, so I like getting it for us. Um, and then I am a huge fan of the Tristana pick, not just because of the way it played out. But um, <clears throat> I remember last season, some of Johnson's best games, even with a sinking fly quest, were on Tristana. So, like, in the back of my head, this whole split, I've been thinking, all right, when can Johnson pull out the Tristana? Because it's like, I like this pick. I just don't know how it fits in the meta because I don't really know what um, scrims are looking like. And, like, it's like, all right, Tristana can be good, but you have to feed her, whatever. It's a very all-or-nothing champ, in my opinion. Um, and luckily for us, it was all, but yeah, so I really like how we planned around the bot lane. Yeah, I think for me, um, I, I also liked, yeah, I liked the Trist pick a lot. Uh, I mean, this was definitely a, hey guys, don't worry, we scale kind of game. You know, you, you, the Lucian top starts snowballing and then, you know, Johnson just, you know, types in team chat, don't DW guys, I scale. And uh <laughs> and then he kind of scaled. And then he kind of carries it from there. Um but let's get into some of the game highlights and there's so much that happens in this game. So, I don't know if we can really hit on it all. Um Knox Curly, do one of you have particular notes that you want to hit on in the early game? Yeah, uh, big thing early game, Kumo. Kumo, that tower dive. Uh, yeah. That tower dive was freaking beautiful man and he did a good job of taking a losing lane against Whippo and making it like mm-hmm. not as beneficial for him as it could be even with right. like what was it three kills and it's like this man has three kills and Kumo's still a pain in his ass <laughs> 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 and so that was just 
I loved it so 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 yeah. much. Yeah, no, the the Kumo dive was actually Yeah, the 1v3. I I don't want to Can you call it an outplay if you end up dying anyway? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, cuz it was still a 2v1 situation. And first blood. And yeah. on the thickest person there. <laughs> <laughs> it, w- so. it would be an even bigger outplay if he had lived, but it is still right. an outplay. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Of course. Very fair. Very fair. Especially because, like, just the instant flash body slam. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, very... Yeah, that was... Well, and then even aside from sick. that, right? Like, there, there were a lot of moments just in the laning phase where they would pan back up and you just see... Like, the same setup he keeps getting Whippo in, where he'd have the barrel, he'd knock him into the barrel, and suddenly two-thirds of his health bar is gone, and they both just have to back off of each other because they're both on low health now. Yeah. And it stopped any push that um, Whippo had had. Yeah, no, it was... Yeah, I, I loved... I, I really liked the Gragas pick as well. Uh, definitely a comfort champ for Kumo. You, you really can tell that he knows what he's doing on this champion. I wish it wasn't so situational, you know, that we could... Mm-hmm. see him play up more often because i think it's super strong for him but um but yeah still some really cool stuff uh the bait at five minutes where he basically you know tricks Bwipo into thinking that he's got an easy kill and then out of nowhere uh jose just comes jose pops in. up jose just R- rkos him out of nowhere and uh just puts him in the Great. ground that was really cool um i did like how we prioritized our drags in this game. Uh, so we got first and second. Uh, you know, it's a win condition uh, that you really should be going for, especially if you are looking to scale. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's two reasons why I really like this here, uh, prioritizing the dragons. And I think, like, Azale talked about this on broadcast, but and this is something that we can definitely talk about too, is... TL's draft has pretty much no engage. Um, you kind of have, like, you've got the Trundle Pillar. You've got the Tarek, like, stun. You know, or if you wanted to rush in with the ults, kind of. But there's no, like, Nautilus Hook. There's no, you know, Vigar Cage. There's, like, there's just no engage moments that they had where they could force us into a team fight they had to basically take any team fights that we offered right otherwise they were just picking up kills so really cool to see us prioritize the dragons which then forces up forces them to come to us at later drags for team fights which our comp did very very well in uh, as we saw later so, that was super cool to see. Really liked that. Uh, I did not like our early game, though, <laughs> uh, other than the dragons. The early game was a bit rough. Nox, you look like you got something you want to say on that point. Yeah, um, I mean, Team Liquid's draft, center comp as it is, like, the bot lane just has to concede the drakes, right? There's no priority in that lane while you have a Terracus support. You're, you're not going to win any duels. It's just yeah. not going to happen. So... I'm very glad that we got our drakes, but it was kind of expected. Like, you, you have to concede those. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, oh my god, I'm going to have to wash my mouth out with soap, but the one <laughs> thing Ari is good for is... <laughs> there it is. Er, early, early roams, right? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Especially against the Vagar. Like, the Vagar does not have great push priority, um, which is one of Tukoi's strengths, right? Like, he's usually great at getting lanes shoved in and kind of making sure the enemy mid laner is pushed in mm-hmm. and unable to roam so much. Ari into Vagar, like, Ari has complete control of that lane. And Bjerg, being Bjerg, who, in my opinion, is probably number one mid laner in the LCS right now, it does a great job shoving in the lanes, gets his roams off, and gets priority on the map, and is just in general a giant nuisance to FlyQuest. Yeah. Um. So, and the whole point of Team Liquid's comp is you need to get going early and fast. Otherwise, what ends up happening happens, right? And we end up scaling. We take one team fight that we can actually get, and we win the game. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, our our early game sucked, but for what it's worth. Team Liquid built to have the ultimate early game outside of the bot lane, which is why, again, this is such an ugly-ass comp from Team Liquid. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think if you're going to do an early game comp like they did, you just all in it. You, like, you, you do three pushing lanes, you go hard, and you just try and take everything. You blitzkrieg it, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah. I, I think uh, the one thing I noticed was that we were down 3,500 gold, up to dragons uh at 15 minutes per oracle's elixir's uh early game win percentage probability calculator uh, that's an 18 percent win probability at 15 minutes for us hey didn't emily predict 18 which is very chance? funny that it was an 18 percent chance uh that emily predicted for us but here's here's something else i want to <laughs> note um so we're down like 3600 like about 4000 gold around 15 minutes right uh, they pick up the second Rift Herald at 1530. They then get drag one and drag two for themselves at 19 and 24. But for that entire, like, nine-minute period from, you know, that 15-minute to when eventually they uh, took Baron at 25, their gold lead stagnates. That is so good for us in this comp. Like, all they want to do with their comp is take that 4k gold lead and make it 6, make it 8, make it 10. And, you know, if it's 10k at 25 and they rush that Baron, it's GG. It's game over. But it's so interesting to me that their gold lead plateaus for 10 minutes. They get Baron, and eventually they do get up to, like, a 7.5, 8k gold lead. Um... Which I'm but sure they they had I'm sure they had some long discussions about how this game got away from them, uh, you know how they couldn't like close it out sooner. But, um, yeah, I I think that the way we were able to just prevent them from really doing any more damage for ten minutes, I think that's a key part to it, us it was being very able critical. to to us being able to end up winning this game. Curly, I mean, how oh, do yeah. I, what are your thoughts there? I think um, there was just, once we slipped up and gave them a couple drakes, we then were like, all right, all right, <clears throat> we need to make sure we're being smart about everything. And so we ne- we stopped, like, putting ourselves in positions where Bwipo could kill, uh, get kills, and we just sort of, we put a nice defense up. And I think the key thing is during all this, um, something I noticed during my VOD review, is even though we were down overall, Tukui, for a long time, had was consistently 30 CS up on Bjergsen because he took advantage of the roams that he had had earlier to give himself more free AP that would then matter later, um, and was building smart for, it's like, all right, I'm just going to keep playing safe until I get my Rabadons. And then once Rabadons happens, 
we're getting this. And then um, Johnson um, was, it was never quite as big, but was also having a consistent lead on uh, Hansama and building faster and better so that they were preparing for exploding the game later. So it's like, it was just a lot of good gameplay and smart um, builds Mm -hmm. to make sure that they, the second they hit the switch of, all right, we're going to like turn it around and we are going to take control of this game and Johnson is going to pop off. It was preparing for that moment. Because then after like the second he gets the shutdown on uh, Bwipo, I say the whole game goes apart. And I was a little mad at the observers because it's like you see him hop in and they decide to leave. And <laughs> yeah, then you the, see the, shutdown. The, yeah, the observers <laughs> game was kind of not good. Yeah. And I was like, you literally see him hop in and you leave. Yeah. It's like, this is the most hype moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he got the shutdown, and it was just really, really good. Yeah, that was, he deleted that was a... his health bar. Say that again? He deleted his health bar. Oh, yeah. Hail Blades yeah, yeah, yeah. came in clutch. Hail Blades is pretty nutty on Trist. Um, Especially late game, it's... So at... <laughs> so what's really cool is that, like, they had several opportunities, I think, to really press in for mid inhib and somehow we managed mm-hmm. to stave that off and that was really cool to see um and then the moment at 29 where we're like wait a second we have mid lane and bot river control let's just take mid tier two <laughs> like that was such a cool macro moment to see um where we're just like wait they can't we can just walk down here and we can take this <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that was just great um and then, and then we get to it. Uh, Afro does fall at twenty nine thirty. We lose drag three to TL, but then they have three top. It's thirty. The, the ultimate TP. Thirty minutes and thirty seconds, uh, in the game. Takui teleports to a ward in Baron Pit. Comes up river in full fog of war. They have no idea that he's done this. Um, and he's got Predator Pop, too. Yeah, it, it's a bit of, it's like one of those, you know, FlyQuest is like, you know, call an ambulance, call an ambulance, but not for but me. But not for me. And then he pops the, <laughs> then he pops the, uh, the cage and Event Horizon and, you know, every, just un- absolutely unloads. Um, I think Kumo's, uh, Gragas ult actually popped Hans into the cage, uh, wall, mm-hmm. which was really cool to see. Uh, Johnson got the resets, just absolutely popped off in that fight. Uh, we, you know, hit Baron. And the gold lead literally goes from 8k to 3.5k immediately. Um, and then very soon after that, it's down to, like, 1.5k. Um, I will... Here's a here's an issue. Uh, Azale does point this out on the broadcast. Our waves were not synced. So we were trying to crash, like, bot lane uh, into bot tower uh with four and then uh they're able to clear that out and then comes kumo you know so we're doing like a four one so four down here one in mid kumo's coming down mid but his wave is so late that tl is just easily able to clear out bot wave and then come up and clear out mid wave and they don't really lose anything there so it just stalls the game out so something for us to work on i think is when we've got baron you know keeping those waves synced and making sure that we can crash them all uh, at the same time, so that's uh, important there. Uh, Nox, anything you want to say about you know 
the flank, the ensuing team fights, you know, all of it. Um, it's just that kind of resilience that I want to see from this FlyQuest squad, right? Yeah. Like, you're just getting battered all game long. You're playing against an early game comp, and it's just, you got to wait for that one moment. You know, you know that their team comp falls off. You know they're not going to be able to win team fights. You just got to wait for it and look for the right moment. And I just, I'm very, very happy with whoever made the call. Probably, honestly, it was Tuke because, I mean, he's the one who TP'd, right? But, like, whoever made that call to go for that flank topside because that was a huge game changer. And from, like, there on out, like, TL's just screwed. Like, you, you have to split push the rest of the game. And then part, I don't know how this game goes if, like, Bwipo escapes and doesn't go full brother Bwipo in our bot lane inhib turret, right? But, uh, yeah, like, that's, like, TL's only hope, right? Is like, you just split push to victory, but... There's no way we allow that at any point because we just continually win 5v5s from that point on. Yeah. I don't really have much else to say outside of this game, outside of um, great job stagnating the bleeding, especially in an early game comp like this. Great job finding the pick when it mattered most. Um, and I just, I'm very, very happy with the resilience. Like, that's, that's what I want to see, especially after the game on Saturday where I'm sure the guys were feeling like crap mm-hmm. due to a loss like that. Like, it was fantastic to see the guys bounce back like that. I'm just very, very happy that we beat TL because Lord knows that we needed that win if we wanted to stay in this playoff race. For, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Curly, give me like some final thoughts, and then I'll give a couple. I have like one very important final thought to uh, to. A note. couple things. Yeah, a couple things I really want to highlight about the late game is uh, particularly the way we handle Drakes um, <clears throat> when we get our third point and finally get the soul. Um, and then even the ones we give away is consistently we have really good like map movement to either be in the bot side jungle or have it completely warded so that we see everything TL is doing to set up for these. And then in our third Drake, we just do a great job of ha- using our uh, abilities and strength to just keep them zoned away from the Drake. They can't even try to approach us, and so we get it for free. And then in the fourth one, we just have a really good team fight, especially... That Gragasol separated the entire team. It's like it was in the center of them, blew them out, separated it, made it impossible for them to have a proper team fight. And so just really good coordination from the team in the late game to finish our Drake stacking um, and then eventually win it all. And just shout out to Johnson, dude. You looked freaking great, man. I actually he think he had a pretty good weekend overall. Uh, I just think the the first game, like his early game against GG, looked really good. And then he looked really good in this game. Uh, yeah, several just quick final notes. Uh, the brother Bwipo moment. Thank you, Bwipo. Uh, check PayPal, please. Uh, that let us take care of him super <laughs> easy. Um, Santorin got caught out in the final fight. Speaking of, Azale, you so-and-so he literally goes this could be the final fight when literally he is like looking out he can look out on the stage and he can probably see that team liquid has already left because here's what happens like two minutes later they go for the base race cams and this 
is what you see on the camera. You just see an empty chair. All right, Azale, you're, you're over here. This could be the final fight, guys. And you know very well that Team Liquid has already left the stage. <laughs> it's all the game's over. It's been over for five minutes, Azale. You know. Oh man, that is <laughs> that. Uh, I don't know. Chair versus FlyQuest, the matchup uh, of the century. Um, yeah, just absolutely, absolutely hilarious. Um, uh, one other quick final note about the final team fight. Hans made a really questionable positioning choice um, where I think Bjurg and Kor were going uh, up left through our jungle he decides to vault over with zeri and go to the right and this completely splits him off from his teammates and we're just able to single him out and take him down i don't know if that would have saved the game but it certainly didn't help so so there's that all right any final thoughts on this tl game because we've still got a few things to few things to hit we are still not owing to to anyone in the lcs wow that's actually crazy. That's super cool. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's nutty. All right. Uh, welcome back to another uh, edition of everyone's favorite podcast game show. Podcast within a podcast. It's time for bait or great. Uh, welcome back to Bader Great. It is a League of Legends podcast within a League of Legends podcast. Uh, today on Bait or Great, the topic is double marksman comps. Are they bait or are they great? Now we've seen, uh, you know, we saw TL play the solution top alongside the Zeri bot. Uh, Faker has popularized the Kaisa mid. Uh, that people are now picking up in solo queue. I mean, obviously you would play that with another ADC, but double marksman comps. Uh, I think they can look good. Sometimes they don't look good. I mean, uh, so what's the what's the verdict? Are they bait or are they great? Nox, we're gonna start with you. Um, hmm, got me thinking on this actually. Yeah, I know this is this I, is a good one. I. I it's, I would. I almost had you guys, uh, you know, do Bader Great on Tarek, and then I was like, no, that's just that's too easy. I, <laughs> I want a stumper here. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with when the marksman is in the. Can I'm, I'm gonna give two answers here. Um, when the marksman is in the top lane, I think it's generally a bait. Mm. But when the marksman is playing from mid lane, I think it can actually be very great. Mm. Um, so yeah, depending on where the marksman is going, I would say in most general circumstances, if the marksman is going top lane, I think it's generally a bait for most teams. But if you're putting it mid lane, uh, I I think it can absolutely be great. All right, cool. Uh, Curly double marksman comps, bait or great? I think in general the way that. LCS meta is it's a little bit baby that being said I'm gonna also give the saving grace of you have to do it right for it to be great because mm -hmm. there are even top lane marksman uh, things you could do 
like I think Vayne top is a better choice than Lucian top, um, if I'm being honest. Or and if you would consider Quinn, you know, you like if you're gonna take a marksman top, it should be a marksman that is known for being annoying top. Um, or Callista is someone I used to hate dealing with in the top lane. I don't know how that translates to the stage, but she's got a ridiculous solo uh, early game. So mm -hmm. it's like you got you got you got to pick it right if you're going top. Whereas mid. If this Lucian was 3-1 in the mid lane, you could roam side, roam bot, because of all the dash and the movement speed and everything you've got, it's way better. So it's definitely, like, you got to make sure you're using the right marksman in the right lanes to do the double marksman comp right. Otherwise, you're going to kind of have what you had now, where eventually the team figures it out, stagnates it, and you're not able to go far kit. Because now you've got two glass cannons who can be popped pretty decent. Yeah. No, I like I like uh, I like the arguments all around. For me, I'm still undecided. I need a little bit more data. I think Kaisa mid is super dope, though. I love that. I think that's so so freaking cool. I know some people out there are like, "Ooh, this is a little this is a little bit of a toxic uh, thing to be playing," and I'm just like, "Bring it on!" I love seeing some good Kaisa play. So, bro, have you ever seen a Jin mid that works? That's toxic. <laughs> That sounds, that sounds disgusting. Uh, and you know, fortunately, there are plenty of things out in this world that are not Jin mid and are not disgusting, like our proving grounds performance so far. Definitely not disgusting. Uh, the two O in the play-in stage for FlyQuest Academy, they did have to go through a little bit of a tougher schedule. Um, to get through into that, and by tougher, I mean they absolutely wiped uh, wildcard aces in the first game. Second game was a little, a little bit more of a happy game to start, um, but this felt like absolutely no problem at all. Knox, as our resident uh, academy amateur expert, I mean, how are you feeling about FlyQuest Academy? Uh, coming into round one, where they will be taking on 100 next, uh, this Wednesday night, uh, 6 o'clock Eastern time. Um, I, I think from all the games that we've watched so far, um, the only real close, like, in terms of Academy versus Amateur, the only close series that there's been so far has been Maryville versus TSM Academy, in which case that, like, Maryville, in my opinion, is... Probably like the second, maybe not the second, probably the third best amateur team right now. Mm -hmm. Granted, and you have to keep in mind, this, this Maryville team did beat 100 next in the most recent Proving Ground Open Qualifiers. So they're good. They're very good. And they're playing the lowest academy team. So with all that in mind, like I'm trying to give like people like an idea of the power rankings and like what to expect. Um, most of the academy teams are just been absolutely stomping the amateur team yeah. so far. Yeah. With that said, this is the best, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinion, amateur team there is. Uh, they're backed by one of the most successful orgs in the LCS. This probably will give us a little bit of a push. I'm not going to lie. I think this 100 next team is probably right around the same level as we are in the academy standings, and it's going to be an actual tough fight, I think. I do think we will win it, but don't expect it to be like any of the other academy versus amateur matchups like this one we i we're gonna have to work for i feel mm -hmm. yeah curly um <clears throat> i mean good start 
you know, obviously, to the layman's eye, uh, beating wildcard aces. 100 mm-hmm. next, I feel like they should still, like, more formidable of opponent, but I think this should still be a dub, um, and I think you can get into, I know there's been some debate over the way uh, PGs were seeded, um, but I, I feel like this is still, this is a very winnable series uh, for the Academy boys, and I feel like they've really shown a lot of improvement over the last several weeks. That was yeah. <laughs> an awkward silence. I mean, how do you... Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, I thought Curly cut out for a second. Yeah, yeah, same. No. Um, yeah, I just feel like they've been uh, just really improving. They, they showed a lot of... They showed way better early game uh, in that first game against Wildcard Aces for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just looked like their dec- decision-making was way better. Um, yeah, what were your thoughts on on you know that series and then coming up into 100 next wednesday night so <clears throat> once again not able to actually catch this match so i'm sure going off of, yeah so i'm going off of what you guys are saying about it so i didn't get to watch the series i'm glad we were able to take on wild card aces and get the 2-0 um especially considering what i've seen it seems like we've been a little flip floppy over the course especially of the uh, split especially since most series ended up one and one. Um, that being said, I personally give a lot of respect to 100 Next uh, as an amateur team, especially because of just the way 100 Thieves is as an organization, in particular uh, General Sniper. Mm. Um, he, he's uh, <clears throat> supposed to be the next great LCS prodigy. Um, and so it's in this series, my eyes are going to be particularly on how Philip handles him. Um, but overall, I do think it's probably going to be a 2-1, because uh, it is best of three, correct? Yep, it is. So I, th- I think it should be a 2-1, just because if you're in Academy, you should be able to hypothetically beat every amateur team. And granted, that's not always the case. That's why Proving Grounds is the way it is. That's why no Ward won last year, because sometimes you just don't. Mm-hmm. But... This should be a case where we are able to go on to the next round. Um, after that, not sure, but I, I think it's we're going to be able to clinch it out against under next. Yeah, Knox, what would your um, what would your uh, series score prediction be? Uh, two one. Two one. I I I absolutely think hundred next is going because I mean, you you got to look at the roster, right? Like, did did we already announce what one hundred next roster is? Uh, no, we have not discussed that, but it is, uh, Sniper, General Sniper, for those of you who know by that name, uh, Fnatic, uh, Who's an ex-FlyQuest Academy jungler, yeah. by the way, from back in 2019. Uh, Insanity, uh, uh, you know, last year's starting mid laner for Immortals. Um, Array, I don't know a lot about Array, and then Sword, uh, who I believe is a PCS player. Um, he was also originally the mid laner for TSM Academy last year. Yeah, so he just swap. so he just rolls up. So this is a stacked uh, amateur roster um, where you've got some young talent, what you could call like veteran talent, at least you know, in comparison to most other amateur uh, scenes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Why did I say Sword is a PCS player? You know, I saw the I saw the flag and I was like, oh, that's the. Uh, <laughs> Taiwan PCS got it. That's the PCS flag. Duh. Uh, he's he is Taiwanese, 
um, but his residency is North America. Um, I I assumed too much just based off of the flag. Uh, apologies there. So yeah, this team is stacked. Um, I really hope we win this. I really don't want to go down to losers bracket first thing. Um, I think that'd be a really poor showing. I think I'm with you guys that we should, like, we should win this, um, literally based off the fact that we're the academy team, um, but I also do think it'll be a 2-1. Uh, Proving Ground's going on pretty much, like, all week. Uh, there are... Going on right now, actually. Going on right now. I'm sure Knox is half-watching it, uh, to be fair. <laughs> uh yeah there's games uh there's basically two best of threes every day through wednesday and then next tuesday wednesday thursday uh yeah they just like keep going like all throughout until mid-april so tons of uh proving grounds going on yeah it looks like uh like never stop looks like uh immortals aoe's top laner anime girl just got a solo kill on dignitas academy's top laner eclipse sorry is that so (laughs) hey uh aoe i think dig won the first game uh they did they they stomped them first game yeah so hey maybe maybe things will be a little bit different uh maybe we've got a series on our hands um i like watching amateur teams do well unless they're 100 next and they're playing FlyQuest academy so um I, i i will say it's going to be very nice not becoming a academy podcast this time around because I'm pretty sure we're going to make playoffs. Yeah, yeah, we'll actually have uh, <laughs> FlyQuest playoffs to talk about. Well, we'll Shoot, at least right we'll at least it. have one. We'll have like w- definitely one best of five to talk about in terms of previewing, and then, uh, you know, maybe one best of five to recap. Who knows how things will go? We'll see. uh but it's still to be determined uh what place we will go into so let's hit that uh week eight preview because this is where it all comes down um currently sitting in fourth place one game advantage over dig eg and golden guardians uh all right Super week did not go so hot for us last time. Um, if I recall correctly, my smoke alarm mm-hmm. is still going off. I absolutely love it. It's not tilting me at all, guys. Um, yes, lost to EG, lost to Immortals, lost to Cloud9, an 03 super week. Need to not repeat it. Uh, currently, the way things stand basically just need to win one uh and we are in playoffs for sure um and we have some very winnable game we have, i would say two very winnable games and a an unlikely game but as we saw this past week we can beat tl cloud nine is also beatable they lost to tsm so there are options debatably now the ninth best team <laughs> There are options here for us. All right, let's start. Uh, first game of the week, I believe, uh, is... No, I'm sorry. I have it uh, mixed up. Let me fix that real quick. It's EG. Yeah, EG. EG versus FlyQuest. Let's talk about that. Um, EG still has not really picked it up. Um, they're still kind of like, you know, ho-hum. I mean, they lost 100 Thieves. Uh, and beat EG this past week, the week before that. 
lost to TL but beat TSM. So they're kind of doing like the whole, all right, beating the teams they should be beating and then losing to the teams that they should be losing to. Um, but everyone expected them to be way better than this and to contest those top three teams. Um, so, I mean, I feel like there is room here to predict us to win this. Oh, yeah. No, this is absolutely a winnable game for us. Um, it's going to be close. This, this is probably the closest matchup that we're going to have all weekend, right? Um, I'm really, really hoping that we just... EG is all over the place, so it's like it's hard to pin down like what I what what FlyQuest should attack, right? Um, I'm just really really hoping a EG kind of lands on tails, and <laughs> b uh, not not that they're like coin flippy, but like just like they're inconsistent. They're just super inconsistent. Um, and b I just really hope that FlyQuest is showing up on game day, looks good, and like, replicates the early games that we've been showing earlier this week, right? Yeah. Like, even against the TL loss, like, or the TL loss, sorry, the TL win, um, like, our early game for a little bit was looking okay, and even then, we still played well enough to stagnate the early game team comp. If we have that quality of play in the early game, like, I can see us beating EG. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, it really comes down to, like, which EG shows up on the day and which FlyQuest shows up on the day. Like, this is a hard match to predict. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Curly, I mean, how are how are you feeling about it? Um, I, I, it's such a hard thing to pick. That being said, I have already put in my pickums, mm. so I do know my decision on this. Cause, oh, you know, my. Monday, oh, dude, I always do Monday pickums. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> and I'm still top three, you know. Um, technically six, but anyway. Um, my big thing is I will always, always, always until decisively proven otherwise, decisively proven otherwise, put Takui above eight other top laners. And Jojo Pion is one of those top, or not top laners, mid laners, gosh dang. My point is we should not lose mid in any way, shape, or form. All right, so that's one of the biggest things I think we would have going for us. Um, then Inspired has uh, looked... He doesn't look as strong as he did in the LEC to me. You know, he doesn't look quite as on his game consistently. And so I think Jose Diodo could, you know, gap him. Um, the only thing concern I have is the side lanes. And as long as we set Kumo up for success um, against Impact, like we did on Saturday, or on Sunday... Uh, against Quippo, and then <clears throat> I think Danny is the only person in the LCS that Bitzeri should ever be banned against. Because, mm. um, yes, <laughs> Danny, in my opinion, single-handedly is a major part of why 100 Thieves had to try three times to beat them uh, yesterday. <laughs> so, I do think we can beat EG. We just have to be concerned about the side lanes and play smart. All right, so you are so you're putting yourself down for a fly win. Oh yeah. All righty. Uh, Noxed. I mean, did you come? Did you make a decision on it? So, quick highlights. Um, I I agree with Curly. I think we need to get uh, Kumo onto something that can handle impact. Um, 
Inspired has not looked all that great, whereas the past couple games, I think Jose's had actually very, very good early game pathing. Um, I will say, the only person outside of Bjergsen that Takui has like had lane shoved into him and has not had lane priority has been Jojo Pion. That is the only other mid laner in the LCS that has actually given him, tr not trouble per se in lane, but like actually pushes him. So... Just something to keep in mind there. And then at least while in lane, uh, I we should win the lane phase of the bot lane. Come mid-game, uh, I think Danny's more than time and time again proven that he's one of the best out-of-lane AD carries in the league right now, which is what it is. Um, but at least in lane, I think we should be able to win. So Jose has options here. And with all of that said, the final point I want to point to before I make my decision is... Guess which side we're playing on? A uh, red, red side. It's a fly win. Put it down. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm going to counter. I'm putting down EG. Um, <laughs> and, and here's why. I am terrified that this team is going to just suddenly flip the switch and turn it on. And... Uh, I, I just really am. And I'm every, like, when we played them in Super Week and now this week, I'm just like, they could just go off. This is a team that can absolutely just run. Um, and I'm just concerned over some of the trends I've seen from us. Uh, you know, the the loss to Golden Guardians kind of shook me a little bit. I really thought that should have been a win. I mean, it was great to see the TL uh, come back, but um, I just, yeah, uh, I just really feel like EG still has it. Now, moving to Immortals, this should be an easy dub. Uh, I think there's no, no question about it. Boom. Lock it in. Hashtag fly win. Let's go FlyQuest in the chat. Uh, Tuki time, you know, all that. It's it's just uh, it's just easy. I mean, Knox, Curly, I, I would be shocked to hear you guys say anything different. Yeah, uh, not to jinx us, but I'm not even going to bother <laughs> justifying because I want to save time. Uh, it's a fly win here. Yeah. Immortals doesn't look good. Curly? Um, <clears throat> my only question is, has 100 Thieves faced Immortals yet? In the second round, Robin. Um, yes, yes. They beat. Okay. They lost. Yes, they're one. They're one and one. Yeah. They beat them. Yeah. Then we're in. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> last time, last time I said, "How do you lose to Immortals, Hundred Thieves?" And then I was, and then we lost to Hundred yeah, yeah. Uh, Immortals. Yeah, yeah. Our... And so I just wanted to make sure that we're in sync, that we're beating them together, right? Because you know, Hundred Thieves throw out the left punch, we throw out the right punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got to knock out Immortal. We got to knock Immortals to the ground together. You know, as two orgs, exactly working in tandem yeah. to you know both make top four in LCS. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. All right, Cloud9, here's the big toughie. Uh, not, I'm not feeling it. I, I just think they're just still too good, even with losing to TSM, right? Um, TSM had the, they had the home buff. They had the fired coach buff. They had the mm -hmm. tactical finally played the game buff. Uh, they had the, 
I mean, whatever other buff. Which you apparently talk. makes you an MVP buff. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so that I mean, I'm I just I'm putting myself down as C9 winning this one. Uh, I mean, do you guys have alternative theories and explanations for me? Um, I mean, I I'm gonna agree with you. I don't I don't think we win this. Uh, I think. Summit had a bit of an off week in this past weekend, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like, he didn't look nearly as good. That's just one weekend, though. Yeah. Um, and straight up, unless Kumo can find a pick, Kumo and Sharks can find a pick that can be blinded into uh, Summit, because I don't see a world where yeah. Cloud9 lets him get counterpicked. Because we're blue um, side in this game. Yeah, we're, we're blue side in this current matchup. I don't see a world where... Uh, Kumo could find a matchup that doesn't like just get smacked in, right? Um, I'm really hoping that's not the case. I'm really hoping Kumo can hold his ground this time around. But like evidence points to show that Summon is like looking for the MVP title. He's looking like the best top laner hands down. He's been smacking pretty much everyone around outside of uh, this past weekend, right? So that alone is probably it's gonna like make me not have faith. Um, yeah. Hopefully I'm proven wrong, though. Uh, maybe uh, if we make it a point to attack Fudge in the mid lane and really get Takoi going and get him on something that's not like a Syndra because I think you need something that's a little more hard carry, there's a possibility there. I think Jose's good enough in the early game to keep track of Blabber as well. So if we can mitigate him there, there's a chance. But overall, at the end of the day, I, I still think Cloud9's going to win this. Yeah, Curly, I mean, how do you feel about, uh, about this Cloud9 matchup? Our biggest shot to make our unanimous decision incorrect um, <clears throat> is I think we need to see a Takui carry and a Kumo not Scion weak side. <laughs> Anything so but that, Scion, yeah. <laughs> I despise the Scion pick, personally. But yeah, um, but because like I think we can easily lane Kingdom in the middle. Um, I think, like, Fudge has done a great job. Like I think Fudge is a serviceable top five mid for sure. No, he is serviceable top five, still below Takui. Yeah. Um, Blabber looked weird to me yesterday against CLG, so I'm like, if, if we have that come back next Sunday, might be a point of pressure. But Summit dude is like 1v9ing the entire LCS. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad he hasn't sent out another ominous tweet our way. <laughs> yeah. Please, Summit, no more ominous yeah, no tweets. More, no more ominous tweets. No, it's one of my favorite content bits of the LCS, but it's like, you know you're doomed if he tweets yeah, at for real. you. <laughs> for real. All right, well, that's the Week 8 preview. Uh, time for our final segment of the evening, the Smash Moment. Uh, Kodoran, back once again, taking some names at Smash Camp 2022 as i pull up my uh my stats and stuff here uh so great great tournament for him another another dub uh i believe who how many people were in this one it was almost two it was 166 entrants so a bit bigger than the one he did uh last weekend um the town throwdown i believe was that uh one um so he won that uh made main bracket which was top 32 <laughs> Uh, so that was super cool, cool to see. He made it to uh, top eight, no problem. He did have a 
uh, 3-2 in winner's quarterfinals over Zemu, um, and then had to go to top eight, where I will note in winner's semis, uh, he dropped 3-1 to Spark, uh, and then this dropped him down to loser's bracket, uh, so he then had to play Suf, S-U-F, uh, and he 3 one him in loser's quarters. Uh, he went on to play Albert in loser's semis and 3 2 him, played Spark again. So the guy that he just lost to in winner's semis, right? He plays Spark again. He lost to him 3-1. He flips it, and he goes 3-1 over Spark. Love to see that. And then he has to go up against S-Fat in grand finals. And if you guys know anything about S-Fat, this guy is not a pushover. This is a good player. S-Fat, um, you know, uh, I think ranked 6th in SoCal 1. Point. I don't think these uh, – I don't know if this has been updated on his Smash – he he he's really reputable. He is a good, good yeah smash yeah. He's player. a he's a definitely like a top tier uh, smash player. But uh, Kadoran beats him in grand final three one, and then because you know that means there's a reset needed. Kadoran has to beat him basically back to back in best of fives, and so he does that in a three one, and then he beats him again in a three two. Super nutty. Be sure to go back and watch those VODs because uh, the finals matches were uh, total bangers. Uh, always great to see a grand finals reset. And hey, when Kadoran's doing it, um, that's just... Uh, even better. Even better. Extra bonus. And like all that to say, uh, the man is really ramping up. I said this last week uh, about the town throwdown when he won that. But now here he is. He beats SFAT in back-to-back best of fives. Um so that's just so freaking cool to see. Uh, again, you know, ramping up for Genesis 8, getting prepared for that. Uh, really, really good to see him just in top form right now. And that is the most important thing. You don't want to be going into a tournament like Genesis 8, uh, you know, on a losing streak, not doing so hot. This man is absolutely crushing it uh, in these tournaments. And these are not just like local, you know, tournaments where he kind of comes in and steamrolls the competition. Like, these are people who are taking, you know, uh, entire games off of him. So, um, be sure to go back and watch the VOD uh, for those uh, finals. Uh, I know I will be uh, watching them a little bit uh, over again because I could only catch parts of it. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely something to, to pay attention to as I don't know when his next uh, tournament is. Um, but I'm sure he's. Got... They're they're hard to find out. It kind of just pops up on it, social media. He kind of like oh, just yeah, he kind of just happening. like tweets like, "Hey, I'm playing in this thing." It's like, "Hey, won this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he looks looks like he's signed up for something called Giga Schwab Two, which is an online thing. Uh, and I can't. Looks like there's some people in it. Ginger. <laughs> there's there's individuals. Lucky. There's competitors. in it. It looks like it's only online. Um, I don't know what Giga Schwab 2 means, <laughs> um, but he at least is in this tournament, so I'm sure he'll be playing in that, and I'm sure that'll be live-streamed. Um, but that's about it. Uh, before we get to the final shoutouts, any other FlyQuest notable mentions that you guys want to throw out there? Um, more than anything, uh, I'm just very glad the guys bounced back against TL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really want to emphasize the resilience, and I'm really hoping that we don't repeat the past uh, 
uh, uh, uh, super weak. And because yeah. Roadroller is requesting, <laughs> I guess we can acknowledge the fact that I'm still last place in fantasy, yes. even though I'm second in points for whatever, and I had the second most points this week, and I happened to play the guy who also scored the most. It's very I'm not salty or tilted at all. It's very important that all of you root for Noxwar to lose his eighth fantasy week in a row <laughs> so that he just completes the perfect 08 fantasy season. That would, be great. Uh, that would be absolutely blissful. If that happens, uh, I will be putting that up on stream for the entirety of next week. That'll just be a static, uh, you know, right next, you see where the kind of predictions are to the right of that under Nox War. It'll just show the, you know, Nox War lost in fantasy 08. Um, uh, yes, as Ricebox says, the 08 dream. Uh, it is yep. alive and well, uh, the king of last place. Uh, who is I, I didn't get to see who is um, in the finals. Uh, let me. Oh, it's it is me and Road. Uh, it Curly is and Road Roller. Curly versus Road Roller. So that'll yeah, be Curly Corp versus the McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Royal all right. McTeam. That'll be absolutely banger of a finals. Uh, we'll have to. And remember, uh, if Road wins this, I think I said I was going to give him like what was it? Ten dollars RP, fifteen something. I forget what it was. Um, but if I win, I just get nothing. If you win, you just get <laughs> you just get a nice pat on the back and uh, you know the pride, a sense of. Pr- You're gonna come to Ohio and give me a pat on the no, back. No, a uh, a sense of pride <laughs> and accomplishment. Uh, you know, to reference an an old uh, Blizzard meme, I believe. Does that mean I'd get stalked by the uh, Golden Guardians jungler? Uh, maybe jungler? that 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 could be that could be the case. <laughs> Uh, I win, and suddenly he's outside of my window. <laughs> yeah. uh, Curly, any parting thoughts? And we'll do like the real shout-outs and everything at the end of the show, but any final FlyQuest thoughts? Final FlyQuest thoughts is like not just League, just as a whole, I kind of like the trajectory of the org right now, because mm. like, aside from uh, the League team starting off well, and I'd consider beating TL a decent point to potentially bounce back, and almost certainly making uh, playoffs. Uh, just, like, what I've seen from social media and how they're really expanding their team so that they have, like, a solid organization to work with, uh, I just see good things on the horizon for FlyQuest if we keep all that up. Agreed. You know? <clears throat> Agreed. All right, uh, before we close out the show, want to thank our friends who were so generous tonight. Uh, 100 Talk Pod for giving out Three gifted subs, greatly appreciate that. And as well, Arzki for giving out a gifted sub. Thank you so much to you fellas, to you fine, fine folks uh, for the support. Really appreciate it. Uh, hope the folks who received the gifted subs uh, get to enjoy their shiny new sub badges. And that will be it for this episode of Flight Check, the one-year anniversary episode. Uh, we didn't do anything, like, super too special. It was just a classic, traditional episode of the show. Um, but, you know, we, we d- always get to have some fun, have some good banter, laugh about empty chairs, and Azale calling <laughs> team fights the end of the game before the game's even ended. Uh, it's just a traditional episode. It's just a traditional. It's, it's, it's you know, it's another day in the office. You know, just another day See, in the, the office. The real gift was TL losing. It, it really was. Uh, super week. It's this week, starting Friday, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Uh, big games. Playoffs will be decided. There are technically 
three spots left. You could probably say two. We can almost be expected to make it in. Um, so be sure to keep up with us on Twitter for all of our thoughts, Tukey memes, the let's go meme that I always post when we win, uh, man.jpg uh, if we lose. Uh, you can catch the show at Flight Check Crew, myself at SantosDB, Knox at Knoxwar with two R's, and Curly at Curly underscore double Q underscore. Make sure to hop into the Flight Check Crew Discord as well, where all kinds of esports discussion and tornado warnings and uh, <laughs> fantasy <Yeah>. banter <laughs> take place. Uh, and if you missed any part of this episode, the VOD will be up on YouTube later tonight or tomorrow morning, depending. Uh, and the audio version of this episode will be up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, all your favorite audio listening platforms uh, early tomorrow morning as well. If you are listening to that uh, and would like to catch the show live, we broadcast the episode every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time right here at twitch.tv slash flightcheckcrew. Uh, Knox, how's the weather down there in Texas? Uh, <laughs> it has actually it calmed down. Oh. We, we have survived the tornado. Excellent. We made it through the show. I, I, was, uh, I went over to Twitter to do some uh, quick research during the show, and I happened to see like a 45-second video of a tornado in... Uh, Shoot, where was it? Uh, now I've completely lost where this... It was like F... Somewhere. F. Glenn, Texas or something like that? Uh, uh, F. Glenn, Texas? Uh, E.F. Glen, Glen, Ro Glen Rose, Texas? No, no, I'm sorry. Elgin. Elgin, Texas? Oh, Elgin? Elgin. Oh, that's not, that's not too close. To All right, well, I'll, I'll post this uh, in the in the Discord, and you can you can take a look. Everyone can enjoy some nice tornado footage. We love that around here. Uh, well, so, glad to hear you're feeling okay and that there's been no no power outages. That was uh, a nice blessing. We, we only had one building shake. Kind of surprising. Hey, you know, not too bad. <laughs> uh, Curly, uh, or do you have any shout-outs, any things you wanted to plug before we go? Uh, it has been an awesome year. I'll try not to steal everything from Curly, but I, <laughs> I do really, really want to give a huge, 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 huge shout-out to uh, Drek, who helped. Yeah assist us getting this podcast up and running um getting it attention and just all the help and advice over the past year from him even after he stepped down from his role at FlyQuest mm -hmm. um big 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 thank you to him and also a happy birthday to him mm. today is also his, his birthday so uh if you are in his discord or you follow him on twitter or you know of him in another discord Please go tell him happy birthday. Um, the man deserves a bunch of love and support. Uh, thanks, Drek. Yeah. You've been awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Drek, for sure. Uh, Curly, <clears throat> any, any final shout-outs or plugs? Uh, shout-outs? Um, well, shout-out to you guys for being one of my favorite things to look forward to every Monday. You know, mm -hmm. just this nice conversation. Uh, about League of Legends, whether it's good, whether it's bad, I just know that we're always going to have a good time and hit the head on the nail, not to get ahead of myself. Um, but it's been it's been a nice journey with you guys, and I really I really appreciate it. And then also, quick plug, I am running my. There's still like plenty of time to sign up for my one v one tournament on Saturday, where I'll be giving away a FlyQuest Basics tee or 
uh, 20 plus dollars of RP if you win, so you really should enter that because it's going to be a fun time and it might overlap with LCS a bit, but it's still, it's going to be good. You know, if you got two monitors, you can play on one, LCS <laughs> on the other, and then me in the background. But yeah, so do all that. Uh, that's my plug, my shout outs. Excellent. Uh, my shout out goes to, uh, again, the FlyQuest social media intern, whoever's making these memes. Whoever's doing this, uh, absolutely banger job. Uh, I mean, it, the FlyQuest social team has literally never been better. Uh, like these are some top tier bants and and memes and jokes. And uh, man, I hope I hope whoever this is, uh, they get hired on in a full time position because they're just absolutely crushing it right now. Um, and it just makes it makes interacting with the team just even more fun uh and and just you know way more meaningful when you know you know you can get a good spicy answer uh sometimes in return <laughs> so that is my uh, that is my shout out there uh we will be back next week uh to discuss the end of the lcs season we'll know what playoffs look like uh all that jazz so that's super exciting so for now i'll just say please stay safe out there especially in tornado-prone regions. Uh, don't forget to hit the head on the nail, and we will see you all very, very soon. Adios. Thank you, everyone, for watching over the past year. Have a good one, guys. Peace, y'all. Yeah.